Okay, you should have a copy of the Gemara and Tainus and the Gemara and Tamura in front of you. And we said last week that we're going to go into Asnil ben Kanaz and what particularly was going on with this battle for Kiryas Sefer. Was it a battle? Was it not? The Shidduch with Achsa and touch upon some of the things we began discussing yesterday about the forgotten halachas. So the first is the Gemara and Tainus on Dalim and Aleph. The Pasuk is set over in Yeshua and in Shaftim, which is not rare, but each time we have a repeat, we have to figure out what it's adding and what the Chiddush is and what the Drush is. <coughs> Often the repetition is triggering the Drusha, because it can't be the Pashup shot. Last week we discussed the Battle of Yishalayim. Is it something that was recounted and we're adding a second part of the battle or is there a different facet? There's always something being added. Here, the entire conversation, the offer that Kalev had, anybody who captures Kiryat Sefer will be getting the reward of marrying Asa and it was Asniel ben Kanaz and it's repeated over here in Shaftim before we get to the drosha and the repetition of what it represents, the Gemara has a kasha of three similar maisim in Tanakh, where the Gemara says three people asked Shalai Kahigan, two of them got good answers, one of them didn't fare so well. And conspicuously not on the list is Kalev and Asniel Bakanaz and the Maisim with Achsa. And Taisis is going to want to know why. So let's see the Gemara first. Amr Abshmul, I have it in brackets, Dalam and Aleph. Amar Abshmuel ben Achmeni, Amar Abiyenison. Shleisha Shalu, Shalei Kahigen Lashnayim, Yeshivu Kahigen. They had Tzchusim, and all three individuals had Tzchusim. The third one is going to be about Yiftach, who is a sheriff to save Chai Yisrael, but apparently not enough Tzchusim, and the risk that was taken, an open-ended reward, anybody who does X, We'll get to marry in. Maybe he's a mamzer. Maybe he's an evid. Who knows what's going on? So all three were risky, and two of them had a favorable result. And as we know, Rivka Imenu came forth. She did the extra chesed that had to be done. That was the test. She passed the test clearly. And the Gemara asked, Chayre was a risk. Yachal afilu chigeres afilu suma. And, of course, he has the option not to go through with it, but his deal was whoever does ABC will automatically be granted entry into Klayistrom. Heshivu kahagen nizdam la rivka. That had a very good ending. Shal ben Kish dechsev ha'ish asher yakenu yashrena hamelach asher gadol. Galios is for forty days screaming and yelling and making noise, scaring everybody and blaspheming Kadosh Baruch Hu's name. And Shal already felt he lost the atashmai at that point and didn't want to face him in battle. Even though he's the one who snatched the luchos from his hand the first time, but that was a couple of years back. And here the offer was anybody who would fight him. <coughs> and successfully do that, 
the stakes were high because it was a one-on-one and whoever would win, the deal was ostensibly that they would become Avadim of the other side. So if Goliath would lose, the Plishtim would become our Avadim and Rahman Islam vice versa. Well, you all know what happened at the end of that battle. Uh, we won decisively. Goliath was dead and somehow the other uh, Palestinian side forgot about the deal. Does that sound familiar in any way? That's uh, incredible. You just read history and study. You, know, you never have to open a paper, which is probably a better idea in many it's circumstances. In the, and what? It's in the DNA of the... Yeah, I'm saying, you don't have to open at current events. You just look at what happened in Navi. and goes back to what they used to say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep, yep. And it goes back to Yishma. Whatever. It's a, it's a long historical uh, arching of sorts, and you just see it played over and over again. But be it as it may, the reward was to encourage somebody to step up to the plate. And of course, it was David Melch, but Shaul didn't know that at the time. Aisha Shiakanu, Yashrenu Amelch Aisha Godo, Vesbita Yitain Loi. And had a wonderful ending. Well, the ending was good. It was Davon Melch. The other part about the Machlekes, which the Gemara Zahedrin goes through, that Shaul didn't really want to give her over. And she was given to somebody else. Talked to Ben Layish. Machlekes. It was a Shara Puta. It wasn't Shara Puta. He got the Earl. pushed him afterwards. A Milva, Milva Puta. Daita Milva. Daita Puta. There's a whole Lamdash of Machlekes over there. As befitting a Shver like Shaul and a Adam like Davon Melch, two big Lamdanim. That part was a bit of a Sikhsuk, but the actual uh, Gavra who came and saved the day and stepped up to the plate was Davon Melch. He was Roy Love of Akal. Whether Shaul felt that way afterwards or not was part of the. Still, still, why do you want to give her over? And was he indeed well, love of a call? It's just ironic. Yochel, Philip, Mamzeve didn't talk about Moev Amun. Okay. said he was right and uh, just highlights the risk over here. But it was um, a good ending at the very end. Philip, Mamzer, Philip, Philip, Mamzer, Heshiva, Kaigan, is Damala David. Third case. Yifta, Hagaladi, Desiv. Whatever comes out of my house, I get back from this battle, and Hashem, you help me, which Hashem did, and he won the war, and he was a good shofet, and he got home, and his daughter walked out of the door, which is, you would think, clearly not what he meant. Well, it's clearly not what he meant, but he was a tzaddik, but an amaretz, and a tzaddik amaretz uh, sometimes doesn't mix very well, and he felt, he said it, he's got to be Mekayim as neder, which was not true, and then he didn't get together with Pinchas to discuss it, and Pinchas didn't come, and in the end, either she was Barza Carbon, and many before she learned she wasn't, that, that much they knew, but she was sort of living alone and didn't get married, which is a tragedy, and Heshiva Shalaka Hagen is Damalabitai, and that was uh, a disaster of an ending, even though he did win the war. Tesis, Shlesha Shalu, third Tesis, Shlesha Shalu Shalaka Hagen. So why is Kalev not listed on this list? It should be four. Kalev Lachar made the same offer. She's going to be the Shidduch and the person who's going to win this battle. Let's take the Pashab shot right now that uh, Sati 
is that's going to be the reward, and he's really conquering a city. We'll get to the other shot in a moment. And he conquered the city. And he married her. Rashi over here, Taka brings down, there is a Medjish Rabbah that says that he is on the list, and he was answered, Kahagan. Uh, Tesis just wants to explain that it seems to be more partial, and the Gemara didn't even bring it up. Was, whatever the answer is going to be, the answer was presupposed, and it was more partial, so the Gemara didn't say, the Havminu and they were answered Kahagan anyway, but that extra schusim, apparently, the schus of Shalom, the Tzitkus, he was saving Klai Yisrael, and he was a Tamachachim, Yiftach didn't have the Tamachachim part, and by Kalev, the Gemara doesn't even ask it, why not? Yesh Leimer, if you look at the test in the Bach, Sheitan Loi, Bita Hachi Kamar, Call me Shiachalachser, Eisen Halacha, Shashacha, Bime, Evla, Shalmaisha, Etain Loi, Achsa Biti. So Tesis says that the Pashat Naposik is not that he's conquering the city. They had the problem, they forgot the Halachas in the time of the evil of Meshra Abenu. And they were missing it, and they had to reconstruct a part of Terah. And it was doable, but Asniel ben Kanaz was able to bring it back with his pilpul and his Terah Shabal Peh, and his Yud Gimel Midrash Terah Nadresh Shabal Peh, and he came forward, he put back the halachas, he figured it all out, and he married Achsa. Now, if that's the pshat, Tesis doesn't fill this in. Obviously, referring to the fact that anybody who can do that is obviously somebody who's holding, he's got to be the biggest Tamachacham in Klaisel, the biggest London. And if that's going to be the case, it's not likely he's going to be a Mamzer and Evid. Evid Bechlal, Bechai Mitzkisha is not learning too much. And a Mamzer Tamachacham goes before Kengodlam Aretz, but it's less common because you need a lot of schusim. You need a lot of hasmoda and a lot of thinking and a lot of mysterious nevish namelis and terror. But if you have one person in class all doing it, Kalei felt it was highly unlikely that it's going to be a mamzer, and he was right. So therefore, he felt it wasn't a risk. And the Gemara says that wasn't considered risky enough to make it to this list of havaminas of what could go wrong. That's one shot. Yesh mafarshim, kach nikris achsa. So it brings down the Gemara. We're going to see in a moment. The Gemara Tamura shekol aroyasa kayes al ishtoi. So what does that mean? So Rashi says it means she was so beautiful. Anybody else who saw her, it caused problems in Shalom Bayis. Tesis says, no, that's not necessarily, I'm just explaining what Tesis is bothered by. What is Tesis bothered by? What's wrong with the Pashup shot? Well, Rashi has nothing wrong with it. Tesis says, that's a Milo. A person has a gift, and the gift <coughs> triggers that everybody who sees her is nichshul, either in Machshavas or in Shalom Bayez problems. That's a Maila, it's not a Maila. Gemara says clearly it's not. Gemara has many Maisim. Gemara has a Maisim with a Tana and a daughter, and the daughter was uh, exceedingly in the, in the Yefi department, and he thought it was a potential huge problem. And it could be a huge problem. It could be a Brachol, you have Chava, you have Sarimania. There are Maila's, the Chasrinas, depending what Dar you are, depending who you're up against. But here the Gemara says, according to Rashi, Whoever saw a Kalaroya saw Kayas Alishtai. So why is that a Maila? It's a Chesaran. We're talking about the daughter of Kalev, who had tremendous, tremendous schusavas. She was in the royal family. It's Kalev Bechesaran. We'll get to that soon. The line for the Malucha. Why would that be a Maila? The Tesis says it's not a Maila. That's not Pshat. 
Zavadai, Chesu says, the Pshat obviously is Mishum Tznius Yaseira Dekachaziba. Anybody who saw this young lady was so impressed with the Yerushamayim and Tznius that if there was anything lacking, even 1% in the Tznius department at home, they would get annoyed with their spouse. The contrast of the Tznius, not the Yefi. So, therefore, what? Hayasaymech Dizchusa, since she was such a Heligat Sadik. He was a Heligat Sadik, she was a Heligat Sadikis. He was Saymech already. Hayasaymech Dizchusa, Vizchus, Didei, Messiah. And it's going to ensure that whoever steps forward over here, even in the Pashat that he's conquering the city, a Kiryat Sefer, is going to be a person who is befitting for this family. He's not going to be an evident Amamzer. Messiah de la Mazdavgan law and for the family, Elah Kefi Maasel. And therefore, if the Kas over here was due to her great Sneas, so obviously it's going to be something that is fitting with this Chusim. As the Gemara and Saita says, Kedisa Besaita, Deim is Davin Elafi. The Maisim, the problem is, not for now, as the Gemara and Saita, the Machaskana seems to be that's by Zivik Shani, not by Zivik Rishin. Okay. That's a problem. Do we know this is Zivik Shani? How does Taisa know it is Zivik Shani? Why is Taisa calling over here? But the aside is in Shemayim, <coughs> it's more Mastabra that he's not going to be an evident Mamzer and he's going to be somebody who's holding. First try is got to be somebody who's holding. He's got to be holding and learning like nobody else in class. So and that's why he's bringing back the Allahus. Going to the second shot is because of her Sneyas Yaseira. She deserved it and Kalev deserved it and Mastabra is going to be a good shit. And that's why the Gemara didn't bring it up. And he said before, Rashi says the Medjish does bring it up and puts it on the list and the Maskana was that obviously they were answered Kahagan anyway. Uh, if you want to see, take a look at three lines down the wide lines in Rashi toward the end of the line of Bagada. It's a Medjish Rabbi Bracious. Can we see it? Bagada Kachashiv Kale Baadai Oshayake Es Kiryas Sefer Likadam so he's answering like the first shot, I mean, but Tamura, and Lachush, he spells it out, Now that line is a problem in the Achreinim because it sounds like Rashi is saying that the reason why, if it's not the Pashat Pashat, he's conquering the city, is that he's bringing back the Lachus. Uh, somebody who can do that with Ruach HaKadosh is not going to be an Eved or a Mamzer. The problem is, Leba Shemaimi, the context of the Gemara and Tamura, as we will see in a moment, is Leba Shemaimi, and he brought it back to Pilpul. What does Rashi mean by Ruach HaKadosh? So the answer, basically, that's given over here is that it doesn't mean Ruach HaKadosh as in Divri Nevius. That would be a violation of Leba Shemaimi. It means that he was so good and his learning was at such a high level, it was Kilu, the Pshatim he said, was so incredible in their, uh, in their chap of the sugya, and their analyzing of the sugya, that was kilu, like he was talking about Ruch HaKadosh. But it wasn't mamish Ruch HaKadosh. Now, the uh, last comment, just one more line of Rashi, Gidden Shesholom Noya, Talmal Aretz. Okay, he goes into the fact that there's a, uh, there was a taina on Gidden, what he did. You know, we'll save that for, uh, for next time. There, there was no upside What's the Pashat in Gideon? He said, Hashem, help me. I'm going to battle. The odds are against us. And we need help. We need Siat Shmaya, And I'm going to bring a Kurban. So why was he talking answer Shalika Hagen? He was an Amaritz the way he handled it afterwards. But where do you see the Amaritzis beforehand in terms of the deal? 
The answer is there's absolutely no mail in doing it this way. All the other ones, you get to, we're asking somebody in Klyasol to really come to save everybody, and he's going to be a man of immense chusim. So David comes and kills Goliath, and Asniel ben Kanaz conquers the city and brings back the Lochus and both. And uh, Rifke Menu is such a sadeke, she's carrying water at three years old, back and forth and back and forth, doing chesed, well beyond uh, most people's ability. Over here, he's not asking for somebody to help him in the battle. He's saying, when I fight the battle and I come back, it would have been perfectly fine to say, I'll bring a carpet. Why do you have to say the first thing that comes out of my hand? What's the, there's no mildly in doing that. There's no mildly, you don't have to encourage anybody, you don't have to encourage a sheep to step forward. You know? Right, he didn't think it through. That's the so and it's answer Shalak Hagen. Ah, well, unfortunately, he didn't have the tikkun quick enough. Well, that was part of the problem. He, uh... Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. They had an Isayan. They had an Isayan right then. Who's going to go to who? Right, right, right. But the whole thing was triggered by the fact that this. Part didn't really fit the script. And why do you need this extra thing for? That's the that's the push-up shop. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can argue that the sign that he's, he's saying the Munani has to say something that's obviously not in my control. I have to come back and do it totally through, no matter what it is, no matter what. And it shows he was very steadfast in his Munani. In his yeah, and he was, and he was, which is why he was a good shayfet and he saved the day. It's a little dangerous, not more than a little dangerous, because not everything is royal as bear. You can say the first thing I bump into when I come back and it trips on a. Pet rock. So, camping a rock that was there. Very nice. You want you can be makdish the value. If it has some value, uh, you could say, Erechi whoever, if a human being comes out of my house, I makdish, but he didn't say that. When it comes to Kachim, there are very, very clear rules, and apparently he wasn't aware of it, or just in his Tamimis said, you know, obviously it's going to go right. But, right, okay. I, that's uh, maybe his Havamina, but uh, that didn't work out too well because it was just, there was, there was no upside over there, and, and you want to bring a carbon, we're all for it. But, uh, yeah, that's where it was coming from. Yeah? Why is Ruch HaKadosh in any way Lobash Shemayim? Ata Chonim, Lodim Das. It's all Siyat HaShemayim. Maskim. I hope, I hope that's what Rashi means. Everybody hopes that's what Rashi means. Everybody asks us on Rashi. Because not only is it a Sad Kasha, Lobash Shemayim, Ruch HaKadosh usually means some extra divine inspiration as opposed to the Chachma, which we daven for three times a day. The sugya over here that we're quoting, by Nima Kanaz, we'll see now in a moment, we spoke about it yesterday, is the sugya where it talks about Nima Kanaz fixing up the issue where Lord Shemaim he was the problem because they couldn't ask Yeshua Ben-Nun. It's a funny place to quote anything near the issue of Lord Shemaim he. And if you go to somebody and ask him for a pshat and a sugya, and he says, uh, this is what I got in a dream last night, this is what Hashem told me, and I had this divine inspiration, not I had divine siyat tashmaya. We would listen, but we wouldn't paskin like it. Shaz Tshuva's Min HaShamayim is a sefer written by Tamar Rabbeinatam, who they nicknamed Rabbeinatam, his name is Rabbeinat Yaakov, fascinating sefer, you can buy it. And it's uh, filled with the questions he used to write out before he went to sleep. All the famous kashas that were never answered. Adayamazewa, we make a bracha on desserts, and, and this bracha, and the, all the other famous, Tzolom Rashi, Rabbeinu Tam, all the famous uh, Shailas, the answers are interesting. He used to write it down, he used to have a dream at night, and then he used to, a Malach used to come and tell him the answer, what's in Shemayim, and then he got up and he wrote it out. He made it into a Sefer, very fascinating Sefer. We don't paskal like anything there, because Loba Shemayim, he. 
I think Magravam quotes it once, but he only quotes it because it's their other Achran must say like what they said in Shamayim. Otherwise, if it's the Machalik, it's Yeshiva Shamayla and Yeshiva Shamata, we pass like Yeshiva Shamata. So uh, it's a Chiddush even wrote the Sefer because if you didn't know better, you'd think that why don't we listen? That's what they passed in Shamayim. But that's Leba Shamayimi. Uh, so they're Perushim on that, on that Sefer. The Marami Panu we quoted yesterday, which we'll, we'll go over now again, was quoted by Magal Sayyam, who has a commentary on that Sefer, and it's on that Sefer talking about Leba Shamayim issue. The Chassam Sefer has a tshuva where he discusses why the Rambam, remember Rabba Babachana, uh, Rabba Nachmeni, actually, was the God and he was the uh, famous basically you know, called Tarakula, but on Dine Tomb of Atira. So when he's running away from the enemy, it was a time, one of the few times above all they really had persecution, he was running away, somebody marshaled on him, and he was dying in the desert somewhere. And they came, they had a big machalik in Yerushalayim Shalmaila. Had a paschal on a certain din, and they said, why don't, why don't we ask Rabbi, he's the biggest expert in the world. And they asked him, and as he was dying, he said, Tahr. Kaila was Tamei Tahr, he said, Tahr. And Yasser Nishmasa Batayra, the Gemara says, it's such a bracha, it's Yatashmai, Yasser Nishmasa Batayra. And there's a homachis to show him how we paskin in that shayla, and the Rama paskins against him. How do you paskin against Rabba, against? It's machlek is the Pamala Shamaya, the Shiva Shamaya, and the Kosh Baruch, to make things more complicated. You have the Rosh Hashiva, Kaviyochel, Kosh Baruch, and the Shiva Shamaya, picture of Matzav, if you can. And then a machlekes, and that's why Kosh Baruch suggested, why don't we ask Rabba who's on earth? Because you want to a little bit shemayim he. So the whole discussion of Sam Sefer has a very famous comment where he said the reason he's passing against Rabbah is Rabbah said it as he was dying, his neshama was half out, and that's already a geder leba shemayim he. He was still alive; the words came out of his mouth, but the neshama was half out the door. He died yotzan neshmasa b'tayra. So that Sam Sefer became very famous because later Peskin say that's an interesting chiddush. That means if you ask a Peskin shayla and he's dying, and as he's dying, he passes his last shayla about Laguna, and it was a Maisa Shahaya, and he says, uh, Muteris. So now we got the Cheshish, the Nisham was half out. Maybe the Psach's not good. It's Lava Shemaimi. That's a chiddush. Sam Sefer says such a concept. So with that introduction to Lava Shemaim, go to the next page, the Gemara and Tamura. This is. As you got a glimpse of yesterday, uh, very complex. The Gemara here is discussing, it's in Tamir, it's talking about Kabbalah, and it's talking about the sugya of a chattis, Shemesa Ba'alev. What do you do with the chattis? You have to send it out to pasture? Does it die? Do you, what do you do with it? The Bailam are no longer here, they're no longer alive, so they don't have to bring the chattis. Four lines from the top. Amr Ab Yudah, Amr Shmuel. Shloshes Allah from Allahes Nishtachu Bimei Evla Shalmesha. There are 3,000 halachas that were forgotten. Klai Yisrael were serious about the Avelis and about uh, their uh, mood or lack thereof. They lost Moshe Rabbeinu and it caused the Hisrashlis and the learning and they were... These details and halachas were forgotten. Uh, the first reaction that came to Yeshua Benun, Amla Yeshua Sha'al. They're very used to this. For 40 years, Nesinus HaTerah, was over a 40-year period. Moshe Rabbeinu brought it down from Sinai, and whenever he had a shayla, but I stopped her and other shaylas, he said, oh, I'll be back in a moment. I'm going to ask the Kodesh Baruch Hu. So you can't say, Leba Shemayim, by Moshe Rabbeinu, because that was the Nesina Satera. So why don't you say, we can't accept the Luchas, Leba Shemayim, that's ridiculous. 
Moshe Rabbeinu brought it down from Shemayim. And he, uh, constant line of communication. So, Loba Shemayim, he doesn't exist. The cloth started after Moshe Rabbeinu's Petira. But it started on a dime. And they weren't used to it. So, right after the Petira, they had this Abelis period. They forgot the 3,000 details. So they asked Yeshua Benun, can you ask Hashem to please refresh our memory? Mufashim explained over here, there was another Havamina that they felt maybe it wouldn't be a violation of Loba Shemayim, even if they knew the din, because Yeshua Benun was asking to be reminded. He knew it already. We're not being Mechadash din. You learned it all already. Just need a refresher. That's also Loba Shemayim. If we, if we don't know it, that's, that last part is complicated because the Gemara Megillah talks about certain ICS who have forgotten and then they were given over again. Why isn't that a problem with Loba Shemayim? If we get close to the perm, somebody remind me. So he told them, I can't, even this is even though I knew it once, it's just a reminder. Now the order over here is very fascinating. Rashi has three different gears is what the order is. But all four of these cases happen. Why put it in this order? Shmuel? Shmuel? Shmuel as in Shmuel Hanavi. So two kashas. Number one, it's not the right order because after this we're going to have Pinchas and Elazar, both and they ask specifically about the Chata Shemesa, which is the issue with Karbanas. But we have Shmuel in the middle who came way after. So Kash number one is Asniel ben Kanaz Lecher is going to bring all this back. So why is there still an unknown time of Shmuel? And Kasha number two is why Shmuel in the middle. So could be Shmuel was greater than the other ones after the first year. Sure, they put Shmuel in the middle. Whatever the case may be, there are three Gerses. It doesn't change the Pshat and the Gemara. He's going to give them the same answer more or less. He switches the lashon of the drosha. Amalah the shmuel shal. Amalahem ela mitzvus, ela mitzvus finite. You can't be mechadish nudinim. Shein hanavi reshay lechadish davar meata. Navi with all his godless and avias can't be mechadish adin. With his pilpul he can be mechaven to adin, but he can't be mechadish adin. There's a big discussion in the achreinim with a clear pashup shot. Some of them say they really don't know why it keeps going back and forth. They asked Yeshua, he said, They asked Shmuel, he said, And then we'll see soon, Pinchas is going to say, They keep going back and forth, they're quoting two different sources. For the same din, obviously they're not Kaminas, but the din is the din. We can't bring it back. If you forgot it, you can't be Mechadashit if it's coming from Shemaim. Right. Well, that's why Shmuel's on the list. Right, so there's a Havamina by Shmuel later on. This question is why he's on the list second. He's on because of his Chashivas. So why isn't he first before Yeshua? So then you have to say, start off chronologically with Yeshua, and then I went to Shmuel. So it's obviously due to his Chashivas, but even if he shuckle like Moshe and Aaron, the Tkufa of where there's a direct Nasina for 40 years, and there's no problem of, ter- of Torah Mishamayim, ended with Moshe Rabbeinu. Even if you have somebody as great, he wasn't as great, but he's on that list. That Kufa clearly ended, and it's Shmuel is way later. So he wouldn't be able to be in violation of Loba Shemaimi, which he, which he answered them. And Shmuel and Avi said, I'm happy to go through the sugya and, and learn it. When they had to figure out where the Makam Mikdash was, it was a pella to us, had they not know it wasn't higher bias. It was not their maskana, almost was Ain Itam, which is a different mountain. 
they didn't know, and he didn't ask a Chosh Baruch Hu, Derech Nevius, he sat down with Dover Melech, went to the Pesukim, went to the Sugim, and they tried to figure it out. And then they said, Bank Sof of Shachin, that it wasn't Dainitim, which is higher. It's higher by, it's slightly lower, the nicest part of the Shar is the next to the highest spot. But that was all through the Lumdus of the Sugi. He didn't even do that by Nevius, even though you need Nevium to point out where the Makam HaMetosh, Makam HaMetosh is. That's why they needed three Nevium, and they came back after Megillus Esther. They still needed three Nevi'im to designate that Mokam. Apparently that was a Metzius issue, not a Halachic issue. And that's a riot to some Acharanim who say you can use the Yom for a Metzius issue if you run out of Raya's and you have a Dintera and you try to run circles around the Edom, you can't crack the testimony, but you think something's wrong and we can't get to the bottom of it. Some say you can ask the Yom or a Navi. That's a big Machlekes. But... It sounds like the Nevi'im were doing just that to, for the Makam HaMikdish. Either way, this is a Shailu L'chat It's a real Shailu L'chat and a Sugya, and it's not going to help us over here. Amar B'yitzu Nafcha, Av Chat T'Shemesa Ba'aleh, Nishtacha Me'ev L'Shomesha. This is one of the details that was forgotten. Amar L'Pincha Sha'al, Amar L'Ela B'Shamaymi, Amar L'Ela Zer Amar L'Hem, Ela Mitzvah, She'ein Navi, R'Shail L'Chadish Dover Me'ata. So how did this all start? As he was about to depart. The last days of his life. It's a very moving and uh, important Gemara for the Musa Shabbai. He says, I'm about to leave. Ask me any Sveikas and learning that you have. See, Yeshua ben Nun Says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I don't have any, which sounds like good news. Did I ever miss here? Was I ever not in the base Medrash? The Torah is made. He never left. Can you imagine? 40 years. Never missed one minute of Shir. Never had sick leave. Never had, uh, never left. And Yeshua Benun. This is what I mentioned yesterday, and I'll, I'll say it again for those of you who weren't here, but I'll expand on it. Yeshua Benun clearly was the Talmud Muvik, not just an Asmada, but he had an infallible memory. He hopped everything, and he understood everything, and he was always there, as he never missed anything. So, Lechaira, if there's somebody in Klai Yisrael, if anything is ever forgotten, who's going to bring it back? It's Yeshua Benun. Well, no, that's the problem, clearly. You'll see the next line. Miad. He caused some chalish to das to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, his whole tachlis was to be the nice and the terrorist. He wanted to always give over. And here he's still on earth. He wants to give over. And he asked his Talmud Muvik, do you have anything, have any questions? So if you ever ask Bala Rebbe, anything unclear, don't say, no, got it all. Peter King, everything's wonderful. Yeshua Benum was doing that at a gaiva. He was also a tremendous honor. He learned that from the Rebbe. Also, he thought he was telling the truth. He said, I, I don't, can't think of any questions. The answer is he should have thought about it, and there's always something to clarify. Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu had every chiddish that every Talmud would be machadesh for all future deris. That means every Reb Chaim and every Abba Bear and every Ketzeis and every Nesivas. There's a lot of Sveikas and Lumdus in there. So, Yeshua Benun, apparently the Gemara is going to say, we wouldn't criticize it, could have thought of something to discuss. And he said what he thought was the truth. I don't have any questions. Even if he can't think of any questions, so do Chazara. Never finished learning. Anyway, Kos Chalish Zadas to Meshra on top of everything else. And as an Einish for that, Nishtach Menu Shalosh Meyas Halachas. 
So before the 3,000 halachas, they're going to forget Bimei Evloi. Moshe Man is still alive here. Yeshua ben Nun forgot 300 halachas. He just said, that there's nothing I forgot. I remember everything and nothing needs clarification. As an Einish for that, he forgot 300 halachas. And on top of that, and then he has 700 sveikas and halachas he thought he knew, but now he understood that maybe he didn't know the exact gedder and the elchakiris in these sveikas. Now, that's a pretty swift einish, uh, and on his madrega, again, it wasn't Avera per se, he was telling the truth, but that wasn't the right answer, and of course, Chalisha's das Moshe Rabbeinu, and now he needed him, and Moshe Rabbeinu had died in the interim, a day or two later, and Yeshua forgot them. Now look at the godless of Chai Yisrael. You're going to say this isn't godless. Amdu They wanted to execute Yeshua Benun. Forgetting Torah is about as serious an offense as you can possibly have. You'll say, well, I know many people who forget certain things out of Shir and we don't kill them. Well, that's because they're not responsible for the Maseri, even though it's a very serious error. And the Gemara says, if you, if you could chazer and you don't, it's Kilo Meschai Asha. It's a serious thing. So somebody was motioning with their pen, you should have written it down. Well, when Moshe Beno asked him if you have any sekes, he was referring to the vast amount of information with all the lumdis and chakiras and Torah Peh. And they didn't write that down yet because it's us to write it down until many, many generations later where they had no choice because they started to forget. And Gullus is getting rough and Rebbe said, But that was a chiddush. And it's not coming for a long, long time. And even when they wrote it down, if you notice the Mishnahis, they wrote it shorthand, which is why every Gemara starts off, what's going on, and the Rasha's not the safe, and the safe is not the Rasha. So every, I'm sure you have this with your kids, every, every Bacher, every child, and every Talmud in fifth grade already starts asking, you know, why don't they write that in the Mishnah? Right, and then even when they wrote it down, they wrote it in shorthand. And they, so two generations later already, they had to expand. I said, why didn't they explain that? Sorry, Mechs is so complicated. The answer is it wasn't. When you knew it, as they had you visit there, they had to write more and more. Then you have the Gemara, and then you have Rishanim, and then you have Achreinim, and everything keeps getting longer because we have Yeridus Adarius. So the answer to your question is no, he couldn't write it down. Uh, but he wouldn't have forgotten it. He was, he was an Ilui. He had incredible memory. He only forgot it because he lost the Siat Shmaya because of his answer to Moshe Rabbeinu. So, Klaisel now wants to... Um, kill him because he was responsible for the Maseira, and that sounds very, um, I don't want to say the word violent, Klaisal meant it, but what good is it if you kill the person who has the Maseira in his head, if you forgot 300 halachas and 700 sfekas, if you kill him, we're going to have a lot more sfekas. What good does that do? So Rashi sort of bevons that. If you look at Rashi, uh, see my bracket go up four lines, and he couldn't give him anything else. They wanted to, this Einish, that he forgot, and then Klaiso realized they're missing now part of the Messiah. Lahargo, at Sheyemer Lahem. That's why she had Of course, it wouldn't make sense to kill him if you forgot some Allah's, because if you kill him, you're going to forget many more. But he's not going to be alive anymore. It means they want to threaten, they did threaten to kill him, to hand it over, remember it quickly, a little um, inertia on in the process and a little bit of a, you know, a prize that if you uh, think hard, maybe you remember, otherwise face the consequences. 
they probably also wanted to pressure him to, if he can't figure it out, please ask Hashem. We know Loba Shemayimhi, but we can't do without these halachas. But the din is Loba Shemayimhi. So what do you do? So this next part of the conversation is a pella. Amalah Kaj Baruch Hu, felt threatened, and Klaisal was doing it with Hashem Shemayim, and he really felt back to the corner. So he asked the Kaj Baruch Hu again, uh, please tell me the halachas, even with Loba Shemayim, maybe we can make a Ruah Shah. So Hashem said, no. Amalah Kaj Baruch Hu, Lama Lecha the rule's a rule, especially now, which Mr. Shem will get back to. So I can't tell you. So we have to um, cause a diversion over here to get them off the topic. So Hashem said, we weren't planning on going into battle right away. They're about to take over Israel. Why don't you get into battle right now and that'll take their mind off of this and get them involved in a different mitzvah. And it worked. And the Gemara says they went to battle earlier than they would have because otherwise there was going to be some possible violence and they're still going to have tainas and get their mind off of it. Interesting way to get their mind off. Apparently, they're sitting and learning all day. The only thing that interrupts this learning is if they go into battle. What's ironic is, and this is not a coincidence, also the Gemara Megillah, Yeshua ben Nun, his next quote-unquote mistake, which was an Avera, is in the eve of the battle, a Malach comes and threatens to kill him. And he didn't know who the Malach was. Side Tzvah, for Hashem, against us, for us. What is he doing here? And he said, you have a taina, you didn't do a mavatal the Tamid, and you're not learning. He said, which one did you come for now? He says, Atabasi, you're not learning. This is the eve of the battle, the whole battle formation, you have to get some sleep. And it was a taina that they weren't learning being. So I think that comes on the heels of this, that something was forgotten already. You've got to be very, very careful, and that you're going to battle to distract them from what was forgotten, so they don't gang up on you. Okay, that was the plan, but you got to make up for it by, and the Gemara says, he was lon ba'unka shel halacha, the Darshan, the Pasuk, he went into a sugi bi'in at a time when it's very hard to think. He's about to go into a, a very serious battle. Yes, and that shows you the godless of Yeshua that he was capable of doing both. And these times, don't forget, Asniel ben Kanaz is the first shayfid who will fight wars. And he's the god Ladar, and in those days, they had the head to do both. But also, I mean, they're, it's, uh, <coughs> they're, they're vulnerable to being killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why. So we're not finished with this at all. I want to do a little Peliates. Okay, so... Uh, There were plenty of other people learning. Don't forget. Iron had children. There was Kalev there. There were other people. But Asnil ben Kanaz apparently was the biggest lambda. And the only problem is, as we raised, uh, Yeshua ben Nun was bigger. Why couldn't he bring it back? Which we will address in Mitzvah Shem uh, next week. For those of you here, Shabbos, you got the sneak preview. Uh, take a look at page Samaches. We're in Bareach, running away from Avera and running away from Sakana. The bottom paragraph. Ubiyeser Srichin Lochush Anon Diyatsmi Hamalayam Avenis. The more Averis a person has, Rahmallah, the more vulnerable he is in the Kashmir's Dika Sakana Dika realm. And if a person is going to be nervous, you have to be nervous that maybe the Averis, Rahmallah will be Makatri, which is why when they went to battle they handpicked Sadiqims that have more Sukhusim when they go into battle, and the people who had Averis, as he's going to mention in a moment, 
like Avera is talking once during davening, one word. That was considered an Avera that you were sent home for because it's not worth the risk and if something happens to you, then it's going to make the other soldiers get nervous and cause people to run. And the Gemara Darshans, this Pasuk, that besides the Pashup shot, if you can't stand the sight of blood, and when you hear horses carrying on and swords clashing, you get nervous and you melt, maybe this is not a good place for you. Why don't you go watch the bags or go work the computers in the back and shoot the missiles carefully? And, um, you know, you could be of use back there, but here you're just going to cause people to panic. That's the Pasha shot. And the Gemara Darshan's that, and the fact that if he has any Averis, it's not going to be good for him or anybody else. Pen Yamas Bamachama, Pish Rabbisan, Zachar Lavacha, Misha Yari, top line. My Averis should be Yodo, Shafila Sach, Bain, Tfila, Tfila, Averi, he be Even while putting on Tfilin in between the two, what, what happens if you talk? That's a real hefzik between the Tzvon Shayad and Tzvon Shayad. So you're causing a bracha shayin tzricha. It's not even a bracha latala, but it's a bracha shayin tzricha. And you're not make a hefzik lachatchila. Chayzala merach hamachama. Alpha pisha haysa machamis mitzvah. And you would think about chamis mitzvah. They're fighting lishma. They're doing a mitzvah. You have extra protection. The answer is yes. And we want the people to come with their own protection and their own schusim as well. Koshkin anu asher mikaf regal v'ad roish en banu mesayim. Mar talks about Bishu Malevi who went into the part of the hospital that was under quarantine. Nobody else wanted to go there, and the din was nobody else should go there because it was dangerous, and if it's contagious, it's dangerous. Yet somebody's got to take care of the sick people, and he knew his chusotere would protect him, and he went and he did it, but that's only for somebody who is honest with themselves and uh, is able to take such a risk. For Amro, and we're talking about the two tzaddikim with the chusim, and they still knew when to run. Moshe after he was saved miraculously and the sword didn't go through his neck, didn't stay around Mitzrayim too long. He didn't say, well, I have schusim. So you say he was younger then. He still had schusim. You don't stay around. You don't tempt uh, the fate, so to speak. Uh, Hashem protects those who helped themselves in the first place. So you don't rely on this. His example by Muhammad is you got to pick some army. So if you're picking already, so pick Tzadikim. Sometimes you duck and you hide a little bit and you live a long time. Uh, this is important because there are two things that can go wrong. Number one is we're not in the Madrega, Yasmi, Yasmi. And number two, if somebody thinks that, well, they're working out, they took a self-defense course, and this is why they trained, and they have a gun, so that, and therefore they're going to take them on. If there's no other choice, you do what you have to do. If you have a choice to run, and there aren't other people you're staying around to protect, don't show off your muscles. That's the klal, and that could be a dangerous uh, point in gaiva, which could be, Rahman very serious. Okay. Thank you.